0: Episode 357 of the Sausage Factory. Welcome. In this episode I chat to Gonzalo Montero of Massive Galaxy Studios about their deck building roguelike interstellar exploration game for the warp. I really, really like this game. And again, I like every game I feature on this podcast. So of course. And it's really well put together before you jump down my throat and take another drink. Yes, it is well put together. It's a wonderful card game, very purely represents the concept of risk-reward and just that pushing that envelope. <laughs> more more cliches, that's what you're here for, right? Just me wibbling on about cliches. But this game is so well-balanced, even if it is actually currently in early access at the time of recording and releasing this episode. But eventually it will be out for reals but nonetheless it's still a really fun game i saw it on twitter and i saw a good friend of the show michael fox streaming it one day And i thought i have to talk to the creator of this game and have interview them on this fine show at least i think it's a fine show you might not think so i don't know you must listen to it anyway one final thing before i introduce the game and the guest. Well, I will. The Me from the past will. Anyway, next week um, we will be releasing two episodes a week for a month. Um, so November is going to be a very special month for The Sausage Factory. Once on Tuesdays and once on Fridays. We're doing this because I have quite a backlog of shows now. It's getting a little bit a problem, a little bit of a, you know, pure nightmare of recording an episode and not releasing it for now months after the recording A little bit of a problem so we have decided to basically do a bit of a bonus show two shows a week for a month to claw back some of that time that we've you know got it's nice place to be nice position to have but it's getting a bit of a problematic so we're you know making november uh, a sausage factory november 2021 so there you go you you're welcome. So um yeah. Chris from the past, please take it away. Gonzalo. Hey. Hello. Who are hello? Who are you and what do you do?
1: Uh, I'm a game developer. Um what I do I, I mostly program and design the games. Um and uh, before that I, I was just a regular web developer and I uh, was and uh, and what I do mostly is Having the ideas and making the code for it, and uh, trying to hire artists uh, and musicians to help me out to to build the game. Indeed. And, uh, so and I think that's your,
0: it. How did you make your start making making video games?
1: In the start? I have no idea because I actually started programming and 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 trying to make games when I was like six or seven years old. So okay. So it's it's been forever.
0: There. We can start. You've <laughs> got to make a start. So, what was the computer you using? That's always fun to ask. was a, a, a uh, Yeah. Computer? Well, I, was I think you. PC or. Yeah, I think
1: you probably know it was a Spectrum, ZX of course Spectrum. It was. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I was pretty Gonzalo, young. um is based in Lisbon, by the way, in Portugal. Which, yeah. Uh, uh, like uh, the, the many things that's similar between both uh, UK and, and Portugal. It's a whole history there. You can look it up. It's amazing. It is. Generally, it's amazing. But we shared a common heritage of the spectrum, didn't we?
1: I guess I was actually a bit young when, yeah. when, when I started. I basically picked up the, 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 the spectrum when it was basically the, the whole generation was dying, so to speak. Uh, yes. And the consoles and PC was coming up. So, But I managed to, 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 to have a spectrum for one or two years bef- before getting a, a PC. So, um, so I learned to, to program with with uh, with on Basic. Basically, uh, I learned on some books about Basic and, and started there, just making text based games and and stuff like that, mostly. Um, so I, I only years later I decided um, to learn more about it and uh, pick up other languages and uh, and yeah, my start was really early. And uh, I, I, I even have like, I used to draw on uh, instead of drawing cartoons or things like kids do. I, 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 I drew uh, platformers, platformer games, um, and those sort of uh, games. So, so yeah, I think my background uh, is programming and designing. design. It's what I I really like to do.
0: And you've been doing uh, for, for all these years, and here we are talking about <laughs> for the warp. Which is an extraordinary game, everyone. That's why I've got Gonzalo here to chat about. Uh, it, it's it's creating because it's it's a thing. Um, but um, is is this your first title? Forgive me for asking. I don't think you delved into that much. Uh, the the,
1: the uh, com- uh, if you think about premium uh, commercial game, it's my yes. first uh, premium game. Yeah, uh, on Steam. Right. I've done web games like years ago and of course, uh, game jams, etc. Uh, but uh, it's the, my first commercial game in which you pay, uh, pay for, for the game. <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah. I, I got a copy. Fantastic. <laughs> a friend of mine, sort of uh, Michael Fox. He, uh, he was uh, streaming away and just, he was having a whale of a time. Really good right. to stream. Fantastic to stream because you got people in chat going, no, no, don't. Don't do that. Don't choose that card. It's a bad idea. And you just do it anyway. And then they were right. There was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the third question for you then, solo. Is this what are your biggest influences as a creator?
1: Um, for this game or, or f- no, in just general? Just
0: generally. Just what gets you going? What's the thing that you keep orbiting, whether you like it or not? You always. Maybe things, but what's what's, what gets you going? What's like you you point to and go, that's what influences me more than anything?
1: Yeah, more than anything, it's probably the the first games I played on PC. Uh, I'm not counting Spectrum because, um, uh, I don't know, I spent more time playing PC games A bit, uh, some years, uh, just a couple of years later.
0: So so most of the
1: 90s, yeah, most of the 90s I played during most of the 90s, so it was basically just mostly PC and some console gaming. Uh, I I didn't own consoles except uh, Game Boy, so I just usually played mostly PC. And, uh, well, my biggest influences are like the Civilization 1, for example. (laughs) It's a big influence. Uh, uh, Games from 1991 to 1995 are my biggest influences. Uh, And I play most genres, so um, I would say that um, those types of games uh, made a big influence on me. And of course, a bit later, I also played Magic the Gathering, which, of course, you can probably uh, guess that uh, For the Warp is, is inspired on, on those the sort of uh, card games.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And yep. Uh, yep. yeah, uh, well, of course, Magic the Gathering was the first and I played back then on the 90s. And uh, well, more recently, I played other board games that, that were the main inspiration for, for this game. But uh, in terms of uh, general influences, I, I also develop other games, uh, from adventure games. I've got one adventure game that I haven't finished yet. It's called Massive Galaxy and, uh, and, and others. Uh, and uh, I think the, the most heavy influences are games from Lucas Arts and uh, uh, and so many other from the, from the first half of the 90s, I would say, it's the biggest influence. Of course, so, you can You can also count, of course, movies, etc. But uh, of regarding video
0: games, this is it. When I'm playing for The Warp, I get a lot of Master of Orion vibes. Um, really? Sure. Yeah, there's just like some little bit of aesthetics going on, just a little bit of just a feeling of exploration, although that's a 4X game, of course. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. And I played it, of course. Ship. Sorry? Yeah. yeah i I played of course my favorite's Massive Orion 2.
0: Mm, I think it's yeah.
1: The one that I've played the most. And uh yeah, but I I wouldn't say it's maybe it's a visual reference, yes, but visual, I think, just a visual thing. The actual yeah. game itself
0: very different, very different because you're just one ship. Yeah, of you're course. Not get I mean, it's, it's a different not, game, but it's a
1: in terms of, I would say in terms of visuals.
0: Yeah.
1: I gave the direction but but the artist which uh, which is Kirokaze. You can check it on on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think maybe his influence was, I would say, those types of games. But uh, initially, um, there wasn't any specific games which uh, I wanted to draw inspiration from in terms of visuals. It was just pixel art that I wanted to. But uh, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned my of Ryan, I don't think it is on purpose, but
0: no, I think there, there might be something maybe. there. I mean, I don't think <laughs> FTL's there either, because FTL is a very different game.
1: It's it's a very yeah. different name, but but it's a sort of um, the the name. Uh, it's yeah. FTW. <laughs> it's yeah. obvious uh, a reference. It's also yeah, it's initially a it was odd, odd yeah. Odd. It, initially it was kind of a, a mass joke, and uh, I wasn't sure that I was going to choose that name, but keep that name. But I, I just kept the name and uh, um, yeah. yeah, that's
0: it. And also, when you defeat, you get the three letters for the win, not I mean for the war. <laughs> no, it's for the win. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's
1: it's on purpose. <laughs> it's it's yeah it's intense. i
0: say it myself when it comes up yay i almost died but i didn't yay for the win especially when you're taking out the boss um ships because they're just terrifying but we'll talk about that later but no i can definitely see the influence because i've been what I, I personally lived through that era from 91 to 95 of course they did um but i wasn't playing pc games up until '9 ni- until 95 before it was all amiga games up until 95 uh although that's not true i was playing doom on lands because yeah
1: there're there plenty of amiga games that are also released on pc that's true
0: that's true so um... amiga
1: was just a lot of very expensive back then and uh, oh, uh most of my fr- i think i had one friend with an amiga and it was mostly spectrum and later pc yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a yeah that's that's a that's a machine that has a legacy oh anyway that's uh, yeah. like- so my next question for you and you might have given a hint to it but I don't know what it would be but um what developer do you most admire in the industry and why
1: Oof that that is a hard question um
0: it can be more than one
1: <laughs> Yeah um Carmack uh yeah and- it Would be a big because I I accompanied the, the developments and uh, when 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 they they were developing from Doom to the Quake Quake Two etc. Of course, there is more late nineties with the Quake games. And uh, hello, are you yeah, one yeah. yeah. Okay, and. Um, and uh, uh, of course, I like the. Uh, I'm, I'm just forgetting his name. I don't know why. Uh, the Lucasarts, the, the most popular developer. No, so yeah, it's just Tim. Um, Tim scheffer of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because I loved the adventure games uh, back then. I'm. Mean, I I don't. I don't, uh, I, I don't think I, I. It's the the best genre right now in terms of popularity, of course. But uh, it, it definitely left left a mark on me playing those games. Yep. And um, yeah, I would say uh, those two developers, and uh, there are probably a lot more, but uh, the, they're, they're the biggest names.
0: They're kind of legendary, aren't they? Um, yeah, yeah. Mac being a genius, he is. I mean, the yeah, the definitely. He, he yeah. Uh, could see things others couldn't see. He could see things, that, you know. He, might, I still remember seeing Quake and playing Quake Test all those years ago, being blown away and understanding the the subtle art of circle strafing that's what quake taught me <laughs> circle strafing um cuz you have to otherwise you die it's just, um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and looking up mouse look and all wsd all of that i remember learning all about that it was a revelation it changed everything everything and he did many more things as well but i also remember seeing doom 3 seeing screenshots of doom 3 going ah, yeah that, I mean, real? that won't move yeah, How can that possibly yeah. move
1: it was A big change, yeah. Back then, yeah, actually, actually, when I played Doom, I think it was. I played other games from from them from its software, but uh, Doom, I remember playing Doom on a, on a friend's computer because my computer just couldn't run it no. well, and it was pretty impressive for for it was like. I remember saying this is like virtual reality, which back then actually was. Was a lot talked about, and uh, I thought like Doom was virtual reality. Like, it was you couldn't get more realistic than this. <laughs> I remember thinking about no, it. I yeah. I, and, I, uh, I,
0: yeah, yeah, from that era when that came out, and then had Dark. I like Dark Forces as well from the Star Wars game. Yeah, then. yeah. Uh, and uh, that was a that was a time that was really, you know, extraordinary time when everything was kicking off, and people yeah. were sort of like. Uh, promising the Earth and uh, the, the, the the power of the machines were, uh, that now you know we we've got phones that can are a hundred times more powerful than they are, and we've got like little bits of plastic that the size of your thumbnail that can hold the entire software catalogue. Yeah,
1: probably more powerful than the supercomputer back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we don't even use it most of no, the time.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. And I was watching a video. The other day this morning actually this morning about upgrading my PlayStation Five with a one terabyte hard disk. It's yeah. like it's insane. And then even then I'm going, I oh don't know, is that enough?
1: Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> <It's>, probably not. <laughs>
0: probably, not. probably not. All those textures. All those assets. All of those assets. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so last question, the first half. See you made it. Well done. Great, right, um, thanks. Yeah, the uh, the last question is this, and it's an important question because uh, you know if you're making games, surely you're playing them, right? So, what are you playing right now? Right now, um, well, actually, the the game I was just playing uh, like
1: one hour ago was Satisfactory. Uh, I don't know if you know it. No, Satisfactory. It's... Yeah, it's like do you know Factorio? Of Factario. course, yes, it's legit. Okay, it's it's Factorio, but in three D. Uh, it was an epic exclusive, but now it's on Steam also. So,
0: okay, um, I, don't, I don't mind about platforms. I I got more on my machine. Then again, being a minimalist, <laughs> I have to be. You know, it, like I have all the things. So I have at Xbox. Series. Yeah, it's
1: it's like Factorio three D basically, and it's it's very well done. It doesn't. No, 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 not the same team, as far as I know. No, um, and uh, what I what I usually play, I do have games that I keep playing. Uh, uh-huh. For example, like Magic Arena, the the, right. the Magic Gathering Arena, okay, I play yeah. that uh, constantly, which means I, I'm I'm usually playing uh, when when the expansions come out,
0: right, um, right,
1: new season, and um, I also play online FPS. Because I, I well okay. I I played back then with Quake One and Quake Two right. and Three online first games, and I see play that uh, for example, Apex Legends, and other games like that, um, and those are so the much the, fun, the that one. yeah it's the fun That's yeah I'll say I, I, was saying, I just, it's the games that I play for fun, yeah. so I'm not thinking about the game design and balance no, because each time each time I'm playing an indie game I'm always. Uh, <laughs> after after games they play, after games I play, it's, it's I'm researching. Uh, yeah, and, and
0: similar uh, to me, I'm afraid as a commentator, I'm sitting there breaking the, the mechanics down and going, "Oh look, they've done that." I've seen that. They took that from that. I'm like, please stop. Just enjoy the game. <laughs> yeah. So
1: yeah, the, the thing is, I play. I really play a lot of games. Um, uh, I, I tend to 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 experiment, even if I play just for ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, what I play constantly uh, besides those games, uh, I don't know maybe uh, Civilization latest games. Um, for example, something related to deck building, um, I, I play them all, of course. Uh, but um, I would say that the, the the most I've played are is Slay the the which, yep. which is yeah, which uh, is obvious, of course.
0: Yeah, been uh, on the show. I I encountered it when it was way, way, way back. I'm not saying I discovered it. That's stupid thing to say, but way <laughs> when it was like in the alpha form and they were the showing it off in a hotel lobby at Seattle. There's an event called uh six, the Seattle Indie Expo. It happens at the same time as PAX, PAX West. And uh, I'm not going this year because of, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah. But I will be going next year. I will be going to PAX East, that's for certain. Uh and uh and West. I'll be starting going again. I love doing PAX, it's great. And one of the reasons I love going, because you discover things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I still like, yeah, go was... to, to events well. Yeah,
0: d- like no, it's digital events, but yeah. yeah I was raving about this game to the developer, and he thought I was insane. Because he thought, he thought, you know, typical developer, like, I don't know, it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> is, it is, is this any good? That's what he was saying, you know, just like, I don't know. Just, does this work for you? But yeah, because you just don't know when you release something. You you you're too close yeah, to. yeah yeah just too yeah yeah yeah
1: you just played too much and you you don't don't no longer see the fun in your own game, which is very common. And uh, and it's important to to hear some feedback uh, to see if the player really, likes.
0: I think the first time I ever encountered that from a developer who genuinely didn't know if their game was any good, and I'm about to say you may disbelieve, but it actually did happen. It was at Gamescom. I think 2012 yeah. was, they were they were showing the showing off dark souls, <laughs> dark <laughs> souls. Going, yeah this is any good yeah i'm, I'm not
1: <laughs> yeah of course of course it's it's very popular but uh, me myself i i i am not a big fan but but yeah no, no. it's but cool. it's an understanding no. uh, yeah, i mean the, 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 the developers
0: yeah. yeah
1: yeah the developers just are Probably yeah. already tired of the game, and uh, yeah, it's it's, like, it's, it's very they're,
0: dumb. They were like, "Is this is this any good?" It was. I, I tell people this story; and they just go, "No, said, no, it did." You know, and just I did love Gamescom. It's just, you know, Germany and uh, Cologne's a yeah. wonderful city. It's I, a wonderful city.
1: Yeah, me too. Actually, I, I'm I'm I wish that uh, next year uh, there's going to be a Gamescom because I've been two times there, uh, 2017 and 2019. The, the last yeah. one.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and I uh, really like it. Uh, a really good experience there. Yeah, it's just it's, it, got, uh, it's a big event, of course. A lot of people, but yeah. now since we, we haven't been with a lot of people because of yeah. the pandemic, I think it's something that I'm uh, I'm starting to miss. Yeah, uh, big events,
0: and I love the fact that it's got two shows in one you've got the trade show and the public show in one, one, yeah, location. yeah, ingenious, absolutely ingenious. It's uh, lovely. I should go back. Anyway, yeah,
1: maybe next year. Uh, if if there's a f- the first physical event, I'm I'm definitely going.
0: Yeah, well, well I think next year for me would be Pax East, uh, and then it will be rez Res is amazing. Love Res. Anyway. Yeah, I,
1: I really want to go to Res, but yeah, I haven't had the, the opportunity.
0: No, it's is yeah. It's I know how expensive London is. Trust me, I know. I live here. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the end of the first half. Let's move on to the second half, where we delve deep for the war. So, Gonzalo. we can't really talk about For the War until we know what it is. So, in your own words, please tell us, what is For the warp.
1: What is For the warp? Well, the, the straightforward answer is uh, it's a roguelite deck building uh, game. And uh, basically, you start a deck with basic cards and you just need uh, to defeat the enemies with with the with the cards, and you need to um, as you as you um, defeat enemies, you can gain new cards and build your deck around uh, the cards you you gain and try to have a more powerful deck. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably saying obvious things for people that play deck building, but yeah, it's like uh, a mix between I would say Magic: The Gathering and um, single player uh, roguelite games.
0: It's an adventure game, don't like can't deny that, yeah. you have a grid, a, a square grid map, not a hex, don't worry, don't, don't panic everyone, I'm sure that was <laughs> entertained at one point, I don't know, but it is a...
1: Yeah, a yeah, definitely, group. it was, it was actually, I, I decided to change, just to make yeah. it more simple.
0: Yeah, because yeah. if, you, if you do it as a hex, then you go, oh look, it's Traveller, like, no it's not, please, It's <laughs> not that and then uh but yes you you move across uh your single spaceship you start off with a spaceship of a you know a type uh from the beginning of the game and then you try to make your way through the universe as much as possible to get to a destination uh through jump warp gates and every time you go through a gate then everything becomes even more difficult and you've got to manage your resources and blood and all that kind of stuff there's lots of plate spinning going on as well, and there's yeah, and you yes, I know you describe it as a deck building, but the the actions are basically you have a row of cards delivered to you. You have an, an energy an energy points to three, but then when you start off, and it increases as you go along, depending on what cards you have and what, what you know enhancements you place. Uh, but um, you you basically make your way through the universe as much as long as you can before exploding. But by you know getting better you get your deck gets built bigger and uh, it just it, it is just like that, that that persistence uh part which is it's there uh and but really you start unlocking even more powerful ships as you get better and better as you take on more and more bosses and just get more and more powerful and make progress that way so failure is met with progress which is the the anchor around which yeah. roguelites are built
1: i think your explanation was much better than mine
0: you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah,
1: I'm, yeah, I'm terrible at promoting my games.
0: <laughs> it's All right, it's all right. I've I've had situations where guests have said, "You know what, Chris, I can't. You have a go." <laughs> so, um but it's very important that people understand it. That's really the premise: is that it's really you, the cards, and enemies, or maybe not enemies, not always. I think I think it's quite funny when you find a crate floating out in space, going, "Should I open it?" Also. When I see a crate in video games now, I mutter to myself, don't worry, Chris, this is not like PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> because crates in PUBG just create arguments. Because you see them floating down, then then your partner goes, we're going to get the crate. You're like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're going to... No, we, we're going to get the crate. So, yes, and it could explode, and all sorts of random events could occur. You're not always fighting enemies. So... But yes, your actions is dictated by a set of cards which are then displayed for you. And that's your deck. And uh, that deck is, is increases in number of cards. And the more cards you have, the and they're usually better than the starter cards you have. And uh, you eventually start trashing and getting rid of those old cards to replace them with much better ones. Yeah, and, and that's a classic for deck build, whether it's a card game, you know, analog one, like whether its dominion or, or ascension or something like that uh-huh. or indeed if it's like you know like the spire or um
1: uh... I don't know if you've played it but the 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 core the core uh, idea and inspiration for this game uh was star realms I don't know if you know that star Re- realms realms star realms <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah 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 star realms been a it. Bit, bit of a fan to the point where I've got a playmat so yeah I no wonder I like this game. Uh, style, style, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Star Realms. I've got a big box Star Realms. I haven't got all the things, though, because I don't like all of the yeah, things they release. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's hard to get them all. Yeah. I just yeah. think I, the, the version I have now, I'm happy with. You know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You know, they keep on throwing stuff at me. Go, no, 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 I'm good. I'm all right. I like this game yeah. as it is. Thank you very much. But, yeah. Yes. So.
1: It- Star Realms was I, I really, when I played it some years ago I, I got hooked and I always thought in the back of my mind that I wanted to do uh, something similar in terms of a video game with similar mechanics uh, but I always had the problem with the multiplayer so uh, creating a multiplayer indie game is is really hard to sell because you need players playing yeah. constantly yeah. Uh, it's just not feasible <laughs> no. at least for me uh, and so uh, when, I, when I saw the, the new wave of Games like *Slay the Spire* and others coming up. Uh, I knew that well. That's a, that's a solution to to make the game fun on on single player. Yeah. And uh, yeah, basically, I, I would say that the game is a mix between Sorry Elms, uh, the *Slay the Spire*, and *FTL*. *FTL* because some things uh, in the environment effects are 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 similar to *FTL*. Actually, yeah. the game originally, in terms of design, was more like FTL, but I had to remove some things that didn't really made any sense. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, yeah, the core of the game, I would say, was those games.
0: I mean, there's there's infiltration of the ship, you know, where you start boarding ships, which is the core of FTL. That's the point of FTL. You yeah yeah. yeah. That's what you do. That's how you actually win. You don't shoot them. That's boring. No, you beam across, <laughs> then shoot the crew, and then take their ship. It's great. Anyway. Yeah, actually, actually,
1: I I had a card. I I have a card, but I haven't <laughs> put it on the game yet. That is um that is called uh, I'm not sure, but uh, it's basically a, a bots boarding party. Yeah. So basically, you send bots boarding the the ships, the enemy yeah. ships. But um, I had several versions, and I didn't come up with a, a good enough, fun enough idea to to make it work. So yeah, yeah I haven't put it on the game yet.
0: Yes. Yeah fine i mean don't worry everyone it's not twilight imperium you're fine it's not that okay that's a different beast entirely but um yeah it's i think you're right the star realms and slay the spire or or trials of fire maybe that's a really good one and and i haven't done that that. no it's they've been on the show i recommend that uh that's a tactics card game so that's good so my first design question to you. Gonzalo, is this. When designing cards for the warp, there's a definite sense of progression as they become more complex. Can you talk us through the design of a typical card, please?
1: Well, um, there's, um, well, there's, there's, um, I would say, a kind of a board where. Where I know the the cards, where the cards should be in terms of rarity and power. For example, I know what kind of effects and, and numbers uh, I have, I can do with with one energy cost or with with two energy costs, for example, etc. It's it's quite linear, but and uh, as the, and it changes according to the card rarity. So um, um, basically, I try to balance the cards so everything seems fair for the cost, uh, but. In some special cases, I would say uh mythic cards can really go overboard because they're not supposed to to be common they're not supposed you're not supposed to find them very often and uh I did add some problems uh, balancing those cards but uh but uh, basically I would say it's it's something like that um i don't if, i'm not not sure if you want me to to say any any more Is this
0: sp- really the idea of you know that you've got, clearly you've got a grid. The layout of where the cards should be, in where they're actually the player can have them. Because if you give them one that's too powerful, they can't afford it. You know, So like here's all these cards, and they all cost two hundred dollars each, or two hundred space credits each, and you only got yeah. twelve. And like, well, that's rubbish. Yeah, but, it?
1: but it can happen. It can happen. Yeah, it <laughs> I've really seen I've seen players on the first season getting two mythics. Uh, it, yeah. it can happen. It can break the game, but it's 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 part of the the. The fun of the game. Sometimes some games will be very easy. Some some games will be impossible to to finish. And yeah.
0: But there's some that give you buffs, like constant, like you know, there's one where you overcharge your shields, and what happens is, the so of thing is, it's, it's one that every time you charge your shields up, that you damage the enemies. That, I love yeah, that. Yeah, um, it's, just, it's, it's just,
1: the the um, upgrades or equipments. Yeah, they yeah, do give yeah. The, those sort of static effects
0: it's like it's um, constantly there it's like it's so weird like i'm I'm just charging my shields oh look i damaged you also it's like setting fire to ships that's fun <laughs> it's like oh, you're on fire there you go um but um no i just think the whole interaction and the interface between each one and knowing that it's a great spider web that there are ones lying on the other and i do know uh people who play Slay Aspire, and all indeed Budget the Gathering have a spreadsheet separately to the games so to make sure that all the all the interactions work. I'm sure you have something similar for, for Yeah the, yes.
1: I try to I try to well it's it's hard because um sometimes I come up with new ideas and uh I don't have enough cards on the whole game to justify yeah. some tactics. And uh and I always try to introduce more cards which I've been making for the last for the past year. Uh, and make sure that uh, each strategy has some cards on it I, I think it's there's still a lot of work to do because uh, it, it's it, because it's not uh, as the game progresses and there are more cards in play um, it's going to be harder for the cards to, for you to get the cards you want for a specific strategy and uh, uh, it's more than 100 cards right now and I won't really limit that number uh, and regarding interactions for example, uh, Slay the Spire is a good example that Interactions there. There can be so many interactions that some so many things that start coming up uh, with all the with the relics uh, and all the the buffs you have, and uh, it can be fun. But sometimes you don't even know what's going on because there are some so many things going on, and uh, sometimes you you're winning fights and you don't even know uh, why. <laughs> and um, it's fun, definitely. Uh, some some combinations are completely overpowered, um, and they know, of course, they know about it. Uh, but what what I chose on on for the warp is um, there's a limit to to the equipment you can have. So you can only have three, or or at max uh, five equipments that do that do those static effects or, or static uh, bonuses. And um, there is a way to limit the randomness of the game. Uh, but of course, there's random stuff all over. For example, the, the, enemies, uh, the, the, the damage the enemies do to you is sort of random uh, between the minimum and maximum value. Uh, so while I remove the randomness from some parts, I introduce more randomness uh, in others to make the game a bit different from other deck builders. Uh, so yeah, but um, regarding design, uh, I just. What I do like is I just uh, build a deck which looks fun. Uh, and make up like two or three cards that uh, should work together. And, I, and then I just uh, introduce them on the, the whole deck list. And I keep going on. Uh, usually uh, uh, I come up with ideas ju- with, with with the ships that you have to unlock. The ships usually just have the two or three cards that interact with each other, and you already see where the, the idea is going uh, with that particular ship. and uh, And that's been what I've been doing since.
0: Okay. speaking of other ships which he kind of hinted at there the engagement of the enemy vessels when you do encounter because most of the time you do encounter I would say 70% of the time you encounter enemy vessels I think yeah. that's fair um, and the way in which enemies for the warp promote their next move by having a little statement saying they're not going to cause X amount of damage on their turn you they, they show their intent before yeah. they've done it, the next turn. Um, this is really important for developing tactics for the player. Like they know, so I call it, uh, and it's not an official term, but I call it the Tetris, the Tetris effect. So the thing about Tetris is not what the actual cube you're dropping down; it's the next one. It's the next yeah, one you yeah. need to worry about. Um, was that always there? Was that always a thing in in yeah. for the warp? Yeah, it, it
1: was because I think the. Um, the whole deck building genre since like, well, actually before Slay the Spire, because it it was uh, featured in a couple games before, I think it was that, that, li- that little thing that really changed the, the whole scene, I would say uh, it made the, those sort of games much more fun. Uh, so yeah, something I, I just could not avoid. It's not my own creation because I saw the other games use it. And uh, I just uh, run with the same idea and um and try to change a bit uh how the how the intent is is made and uh what you can do uh, regarding uh, uh the, the the enemy ship's intent uh like changing the intent etc um but yeah it's not it's not something that that I would say it's original no it's no. it's it's one of the most common uh, mechanics in deck builders and um, yeah, I think it's it's the it's that little detail that that gives the um, that expands the whole strategy on, on the on these type of games.
0: I'm just really really grateful for it. Like I said, it's what I call the, the, Tetris, the Tetris. mode. Yeah, we're like, oh, there's the next cube. It's 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 one of those zigzag ones. I don't want that. I don't want that. Damn it! But you know, it's just at least you know, at least you can prepare. Yeah, but
1: uh, the the Tetris thing you said it's 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 obvious, but I I I wasn't even. Aware of, of course him. not. No, I was remembering. It's it's really old, and you have, and it's really, yeah. It's it's the Tetris effect, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or bust a move, whatever rocks your boat. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Fine. Some of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, no, I, I just it's just a thing that's that it's uh, a facet of deck builders. Like, what, what's coming? You no, know, who's next? Who's next up in the initiative order? What are they going to do? So yeah. Next question. A key component for the warp is the need to manage funds, fuel and the ship's condition, whether it's damaged or need repairs and what have you yeah. how have you found communicating the importance of these three resources or three things to the player? What have you found that you know you've got like oh look you' you're running out of fuel, You might want to might want to look into that what 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 have you been doing if anything? to advertise the importance of these resources to the player
1: um well actually i would say fuel um there's no initially there's no warning if you're lacking the fuel only if you get to zero of course and um the thing is uh i've been changing that a lot for the past few months because because of player feedback <laughs> and i'm really not sure where i should go regarding that but uh, but the fuel, because many players use the strategy of, of uh, grinding or, or, I would say, mining the, the whole map, the whole system, before moving to the next one. So they just pick up a lot of cards, a lot of resources, and uh, just keep uh, amassing fuel. And um, it's interesting because I'm still actually rethinking a lot about the, the use of fuel and what, what should I change or not. But, uh, but uh, well, and of course, there are more resources what I wanted really on the on the fights, on the combat system is use those resources, which means you can use fuel, you can use credits also. Uh, for example, there are cards where in which you can bribe the enemy to, to leave the, the fight. So in theory, you could you could just use a credit tactic, which uses just the money, your money to, to fight. Uh, I'm not sure if it's entirely viable. <laughs> there, I'm not sure if there is enough cards, for example, for that particular strategy, but it it's something that I wanted uh, players to know that they can use fuel to even to attack. Uh, um, uh, there are even cars that steal fuel or steal credits, for example. Uh, uh, and that's it. It's something that I haven't seen in the other games, uh, at least on on this sci-fi perspective of tech builders. Uh, and yeah, you have to. You can you can choose the, st- the strategy. Uh, for example. Um, there are, um, for example, that you you can just amass and, and for example, uh, prioritize uh, particular resource like energy credits or fuel, and you can build strategies around it. I've seen several decks that uh, that uh, really uh, show that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it.
0: No, that's it's it's. Um, I I really. Um really enjoyed that aspect or do enjoy that aspect of for the warp it's just rather than you just going from one engagement to the other, you now have the situation of going, okay, what's in it for me? You know, if I if I go to that space it's got a question mark, is it a trader or is it some crate that I can pick up or is it some strange sort of like um palace or sort of art filled with artifacts floating in space? It could be anything. Uh, but at yeah. least it gives you that added. Uh, otherwise, if it's just one battle after the other after the other, it becomes monotonous, you know. And you don't want that. Uh, you're making it. Yeah. Game.
1: Actually, actually, the map. If if you notice, you can actually skip most of the fights. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the uh, because the map. You are free to to just dodge the enemies. It's it's not advisable because you, you you'll not get enough cards probably at at the end. But um, yeah, you can just skip most of the fights if you want.
0: Yeah, uh, I. I'm one of those people. I'm a bit of an explorer, okay, and uh, it's one of the reasons I kind of like played WoW for so long. So just like in the world, one around, seeing all the dungeons and stuff. That's why I was a raider, not because I wanted the stuff. It's just a means to an end to see these dungeons that people have made. Yeah, yeah. Um, so similarly with um, for the warp, I'm one of those players. Like, I need to get out, I need to get out as soon as I can. It's good.
1: <laughs> so you basically explore the whole system before moving to the next one
0: no the other way around no I want to get to the next system because I know that continues the story because there is a story there's like a plot uh, yeah. it progresses so I want to see what's next in the story so I don't explore no no I, I'm i the worst I actually do like what's the most this quickest route to walk. <laughs> not realising that but I get there um, Uh, like oh yeah i've got this big boss to fight i'm sure
1: i'll be fine (laughs) yeah the the bosses you cannot skip (laughs) but but yeah yeah it's it's not it's not advisable to to explore everything because um it's it's going to be boring probably um yeah Yeah. because there are limits to the cards you get on each system uh but players do that and uh and well it's, it's their choice. I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, But it's, the game yeah. is not really it's it's not designed for you to just to go to every encounter and clean up every system. No. You can do that, it's gonna take a lot of time, and I'm not sure it's gonna be good for your deck. And what uh, I do um, yeah.
0: is I build myself up to what a point where I believe I've got a fighting chance of beating the boss. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is what I believe how the design is intended. So. well done there. Uh last question here we go when engaging in combat in for the warp it can seem quite daunting when faced with lots of enemies for example or one very large one how have you found design and a balance with these engagements to make sure that in most cases not all but in most cases the player has a fighting chance provided they don't do anything silly
1: yeah, uh I could give you really a small answer but the, the the real answer is that I just I just um play tested a lot um on the yeah. early stages of the game. I just saw a lot of players because it was before the pandemic when it was uh even before the release on Steam. Uh I I just tested the game a lot and saw even on on physical events. I've been to local events here in in Lisbon. And uh, I I managed to see a lot of playthroughs and see how the players reacted and uh, I changed the game a lot during those times and uh, uh, eventually I, I get a an understanding of the game how it works so um, so yeah of course of course some some bosses might take quite a lot to defeat and uh, and some attacks might be a a bit overpowered but but there are some strategies that. Um, that if you know the cards and you start playing the game and you understand it and you can see that it's not supposed to take all the damage, all the hits from the, from the bosses. There are some cards that make you make the either disable the enemy or may make you dodge the, the damage. And that's the, the purpose. You're, you're really not supposed to take all, all those, all those hits because the end, the, the boss sometimes just gives you like three times the regular damage and the if you're unlucky, it's gonna kill you in one or two ter- turns, and uh, you're supposed to have the the cards that uh, make you either uh, dodge damage or disable the, the the enemy ship for one turn, something like that.
0: One of the most satisfying things I've done when engaged three ships, say, um, and um, some people like to like spread the damage they're doing. Um, that's folly. Don't do that. <laughs> uh,
1: well, if you if we have if we have some cards do damage to all the ships and they do. it can be a strategy. They yeah,
0: they do. It can be a valid strategy. It's not for me though. What I do <laughs> is it's I, focus, I focus. on one. Keep on hammering on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did that, and I hammered away at this one, and then um, I blew him up. Right, like yeah, there you go. And one the another one in the fleet. I haven't touched at all, apart from some area damage, you know, a, 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 like multiple damage ones, which I wasn't under. No, I was just that my deck wasn't built for that kind of damage. So I had one or two cars that were doing that. He just ran away. Went, oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was thinking about it. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's actually the runaway wasn't there from the start. Um, no? Players, yeah, no, it's actually it was it was it was running away was originally planned. But uh, as soon as I saw some strategies, I knew that I just had to put it as soon as possible because players devised some strategies to just farm either credits, fuel, or even HP, uh, just keeping weak enemies alive and just farming the the, the actions you can do with the cards. And um, and uh, while I th- I think that in some minor cases it's not a problem, uh, I saw that really it's um, it's it, it just um, it just made the, ga- the game very unbalanced, and uh, just yeah. using one card or two, and uh, it wasn't—it wasn't getting fun. The game was losing that, that part, and uh, and so the the after some turns, uh, there's uh, the game. There's an increasing chance for the for the enemy ships to just run away. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and it makes sense. <laughs> the ships are not supposed to just uh, make suicide attacks and keep attacking no, forever, no, not, even if they're no. losing. They just uh, lost
0: one of their, like, oh, he's blown up. It was great when it happened. Like, is he going? Oh, right, yeah, just blown up his mate. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mate, best to fight another day, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so there's the, it's, it's, it's a way to limit the fights. And um, hmm. yeah, you don't actually have any penalties if the ships run. You also receive, you always receive the rewards. Yeah. And uh, yeah.
0: Technically, you won. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah so yeah i, I I'm, I'm happy that i drew that out of you because i wanted to talk about that phenomena so it's obviously thematically it works but also helps with the balance in the game so they're, they're the best kind of things aren't they when you add best kind of features of a game when thematically it works and also works with yeah. as well so for the warp uh, it's developed and published by massive galaxy studios I assume yeah. the name is after the game you're, you're developing as well. The yeah, the, yeah, but basically, basically Massive
1: Galaxy 2 is just one main developer, which is me. Is this is you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just basically me, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. it came up from the first game, which I haven't finished, and uh, I have no idea when I will finish. I think it's official, I've said it. <laughs> uh, the other game, actually, I, I could say, that, tell a little story, which is For the Warp, was actually a mini-game on Massive Galaxy. So, go. and uh, basically picked it up and uh, when I had uh, decided to mix uh, deck building mechanics and uh, it just uh, became a thing of itself. So, uh, and I just decided to finish it and, and it went well. And uh, yeah. well, the other game is still, I still wanted to finish, but uh, at the moment I want to finish for the Warp, it's still on early access and uh, there's castle ports coming also and uh, excellent
0: because at the moment it's out on early access um on windows pc that's the that's the uh, system it works on i understand yeah uh and it's on steam i know that for certain so uh
1: steam on it right. and on itch.io.
0: and itch.io. Okay. yeah H-O. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course yes the other only
1: great, on those great yeah great. I, I will be releasing the sweet nintendo switch version Oh, nice. uh, maybe it's, maybe this year. I'm not sure. The game is almost finished, but uh, there's still some things to to fix. And uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's it. And and 1.0 uh, or uh, out of early access version will be released this year. But uh, I'm still not sure what I want to to add. If I want to add more stuff during early access, more cards, more ships. I'm still thinking about it. And uh, yeah, that's it
0: never quite finished is it no game's ever quite finished is it? <laughs> yeah so to reach, a, reach a point where it's good enough yeah, yeah so we to, are not to, to lay people it sounds like a ridiculous thing to say like what do you mean it's good enough it sounds a bit half bait no it's not about being half baked because perfection yeah, yeah. is the enemy of the creator no one <laughs> <either>. <laughs> indeed, so, indeed so yeah good enough it's a terrible phrase because it's too nebulous but Basically means it's what you want it to be it's sufficient. Again, it's not perfect. Nothing can be, but uh, yeah. it's certainly honed and polished. And for the warp is a very elegant game. Everyone, and I highly recommend you check it out. That's why I have, uh, I have a wonderful guest on Silo here to yeah, chat about you. it. And you've been a great guest. I thank you very very much for coming on. And you're Thanks. more than welcome. It's very Yeah, um, you're very welcome to come back, maybe to talk about Massive Galaxy. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, until then, thank you very much.
1: Well, thanks a lot for the opportunity, and uh, we'll see you soon.
0: (laughs) You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash and rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, kananrince.com